Ross, and you're listening to Imagination live on Spreaker, anywhere where podcasts can be heard on iTunes, Google, uh, iHeart, all over the internet. I also do this on Facebook Live. It's April second, twenty twenty, and got all the audio working now and stuff. You know, I've been, I've actually been doing a podcast since two thousand twelve. And uh, sometimes still forget to hit a button here, there, or something. But, you know, something that's been on my heart and what I've been thinking about a lot lately is why aren't people taking this, the virus, seriously? Okay? Because I've been asked that a lot and I've seen it around like, why aren't people taking this seriously? Like, don't they know this is life or death? And, and I don't get it. Like, I still see people out, out all hanging out in crowds and, and it doesn't seem like people are taking this seriously. And, and what's going on? Well, then it progresses to these people want grandma dead and they obviously are very selfish and don't care about anybody but themselves. And they're just, they're just bad people. They're just out there. Uh, because they don't care, they don't understand how important this virus is and, and keeping people away from it. They just don't understand or, or no, actually they're soulless, horrible people and they just don't care. They don't care who they kill. They could be carrying the virus and, uh, okay. I just don't think that that's the fact. I don't think that people want to see grandma dead. I don't, really, I don't think the average person is extremely selfish and uncaring. I mean, look how many people are taking us seriously and going and doing their things. Well, anyway, I was just thinking this morning, and I actually started my day today not looking at the news, not looking at Drudge Report. Instead, I started the day in meditation, reading my Bible, and talking to God. And God will give you what you need. And I know that. You know that, but don't we forget it sometimes and we get caught up in that news cycle and it's almost like it's an addiction. It's almost like taking Adderall. It's like getting that little, ooh, like, like, um, man, and you know what? It's designed that way. It really is. And I was talking about this for a while about, you know, the story of the boy who cried wolf, that there, it's an Aesop fable that... There was a boy that, for to get his own kicks, liked to tell everybody in the town that a wolf is coming. It's going to eat all the sheep. A wolf's coming, and they would all run and ah, and they would and, and uh, they'd take cover and everything. And then the boy would be ha ha, got him. He'd be laughing and laughing. And then the second time he did it, he goes, "A wolf is coming! A wolf is coming! Take cover!" And everybody goes ah. Everybody runs and freaks out in this mass panic and they, they get ready and they get everybody out of the way and they then no wolf. And then what happens? <laughs> the kids laugh and he thinks this is great. He's, he's totally getting his kicks, man. He's totally just loving it. Then a wolf actually does come. Do you see where I'm going with this? Then a wolf actually does come. And he runs and he tells the townspeople, a wolf is coming, a wolf is coming. And they're like, yeah, really? A wolf's coming, huh? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. That's nice. I think I'm going to go swim in the ocean. That's nice. I think I'm going to go and uh, hang out in a crowd over here. Yeah, sure, a wolf's coming. Uh, no, no, there really is. There really is. Uh, he's coming. He's coming. 
And, uh, well, nobody believes him. And this time there actually is a wolf. And it comes and it eats everybody in the village. This is our modern day news media. They go into a hysteria over a drop of rain falling out of the sky. They act like it's the apocalypse. I mean, this is how they operate. And I know this because I was a dedicated, almost every waking hour listener to cable television news. I would watch it and I would listen to it on my satellite radio. CNN, Fox News, NBC, all the time. I would all the time listen to them. And I figured something out over a while uh, after listening to them for a little while because I was always in the, the whatever was going on. Like, oh, did you hear about this? There's this, there's a swine flu going around and it's going, it's, it's really, they're, they're really thinking it's going to kill everybody. Or, um, d- d- now they're talking about Charlie Sheen. You remember, like, Charlie Sheen was the thing, uh, for a real long time. Then it was, uh, then they were talking about mad cow disease. Uh, they were talking about, um, SARS then for a while. And then the bird flu came. And then the king of it all. And this is when I stopped watching them. I stopped watching the television news in about 2015 after the whole Ebola thing. They had everybody that was listening to them and taking them seriously, believing that the apocalypse had come upon us. And the people that uh, believe in the Bible were listening to them, and they were pointing to Scripture and Revelation, and how this is the end of the world, and this is a, a precursor to the apocalypse. And, and I, I, I bought into it. I totally did. They ramped up this Ebola thing so much in between 2014 and 2015 it, it was, didn't you remember this? It was the end of the world. Now, there were just 28,637 Ebola cases and 11,315 deaths worldwide. Nowhere near what this thing is what we're dealing with today. But I compare that to this. And let me tell you, I just want to tell you why I, my first reaction was to not take this seriously at all. Because I've seen this before. I've seen how the television news and the internet news and the people on Facebook, and I've seen how this turns into a, a, a frenzy of unadulterated mass hysteria. And I've seen it just, and, and I got to a point where I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, because when the Ebola thing was over, they just acted like it never happened to just move on to the next thing. Then it was, I don't know, it was. Some politician getting caught with a prostitute or something. I don't know. But it was like, uh, then it was just, okay, that story is over. Move on. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. The last, like, five and six months of my life, I've been listening to the cable news media telling me that my life's going to be over very soon. Go ahead, start digging your own grave because literally a third of the country is going to be wiped out by the Ebola virus within the next year or two. I'm buying into this and, and then, then it's just over and just, that's that. Not even up, you know, we're really kind of sorry. We, we kind of blew that out of proportion a little bit and no, 
Do you remember the Duke lacrosse case? Does any of you remember this? In 2006, this woman who was a stripper, oh, or a, um, sorry, a um, dance um, extraordinaire um, dance worker, uh, whatever the political correct term is for a stripper, was brought over to the uh, North Carolina, no, it was, it was Duke. It was these, these, these kids at Duke. In 2006, and she accused them of attacking her and raping her. Big deal. I don't know if any of you remember this, but it dominated the news. It was everywhere, and the, everybody was ready to just just hang these guys up. I mean, they were ready to kill them. They had to go into hiding. Al Sharpton was out marching and and it was like they were tried, convicted, and, and there was no question they did it. And if you question that they did it, then you were a bigot or something like that. And and you know, most people, here's the thing, here's what I figured out by by uh, marrying my amazing wife and just talking to other people. Not everybody watches the news. And you know what? Those people's lives are a lot more peaceful and um they don't go through this up and down up and down like we're all gonna die it's every every other week it's the apocalypse and and oh my goodness and and now this and this is what we're supposed to pay attention to now and and um so these these kids were they didn't do anything it later came out no they really didn't do anything they that one kid wasn't even at the party but they were tried and convicted by the television news media. And um, after the whole thing was said and done, these kids' lives were ruined. And um, this woman who accused them is now in jail for murdering her uh, husband and um, admitted she made the whole thing up, ruined their lives. But really, the bottom line here is, look, look at this. Now, at the time, I just moved. Then after that, okay. Case closed, story done. Then no, on to the next story. And then they were on to some other thing, some hurricane or something that was going to kill us all, probably. And do you notice that every hurricane is like the worst we've ever seen before it even comes? And and then just just dig your own grave and make peace with God because we're all going to die. And and I just I got tired of it after that Ebola thing that they did, and it's sad how many people died. It is. And um, I'm not discounting that. But the amount of emotional distress and mass hysteria perpetrated by the American television news media is straight journalistic malpractice. And it's, it's really emotional abuse in a way to the people that are listening and sucking all this in. And, and um and thinking that this is what we need to talk about now and da 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 and and um uh, going back over uh, you know, uh other things they were they were freaking out about over the years um they were uh the 2016 clown sightings remember that everything was about the clowns um they uh they were carrying on about um 2012 being the end of the year, end of the world because that's when the Mayans said the calendar was coming and they were going on about tainted cantaloupe for a while. 
Um, they were carrying on about that. Um, the, the swine flu, H1N1. I mean, literally, this was in 2009. Does any of you remember this? In 2009, the swine flu. Now, bad flu, okay? Bad disease. It, it killed a, a chunk of people, all right? Very bad. But the thing is, is the television news media, I, re- I remember this like it was just not that long ago. The television news media made it sound like you, here's a shovel, here's a body bag, go dig your own grave, make peace with God because you're dead. You're going to die. I mean, that's the way they made it sound. They really, really were, and you know what, I hate to say it, but... I bought into it. I was like, oh, man, this, this flu's going around. I remember I was in Pennsylvania at the time selling radio. And I was, um, I was really believing this, that this, this was going to kill everybody. I actually want to go back all the way to Y2K. Do you remember Y2K? Um, for those, I, I can't even believe it. There's people that were born in 2001 that are like 19 years old now. I guess that would make sense. The, wow, man. Oh, yeah, anthrax. Remember anthrax? After 9-11, there were some people that were sending around this white powdered stuff, okay? And it was like the new form of terrorism, terrorists in the mail. I mean, they made it seem like the post office was a death factory. It was like, it was like stay away. Like, don't leave your homes. You're going to get infected with anthrax. And, and they were carrying on about it, creating mass hysteria over that. But but really, I remember the first thing that mass hysteria, when I was first introduced to mass hysteria, was Y2K. And uh, the, I, I believe the Left Behind series came out around this time. So there was a lot of apocalyptic, like, um, you know, the world's coming to an end kind of thing. And, and, um, and, and, and get ready. Uh, the apocalypse is coming. And we've... And, uh, so it was like, well, the year 2000, you know what, Jesus, that would be a great time for you to come back. Why don't you come back on January 1st, 2000? Nobody will see that coming. Um, it, but that there really, it sounds silly, but that was a time and Jesus will come back by the way. Okay. Where I think people are off is, is this mass hysteria. Um, but, uh, you know, my family, we stocked up on food and this and that. And it was, I re- it was books that were put out that, oh, once that computer, once it rolls over from December 31st to January 1st, everything's going to come crashing down. Planes are going to fall out of the sky. Cars are just going to smash into buildings everywhere. Like everything's going to nuclear missiles no this is i am dead serious about this you if you laugh right now you laugh but if you remember this you know what i'm talking about i'm not exaggerating in any way i believed that nuclear missiles aimed at us from russia were going to be launched because somehow this computer glitch was going to make them launch and that uh, there, was, there was nothing we can do about it. And I, I was scared to death. I, I, I really was. And I remember that night and I was, I stayed up and I remember when the ball dropped and Dick Clark in the year 2000 came in and Will Smith, Willennium, and, uh, and I was ready for it. I made my peace with God. Uh, I, was, I was ready to die at 18 years old. 
And um, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Um, I actually got in my car to make sure it was going to work because cars weren't supposed to work. And some of you remember this. Cars were not supposed to work. It was... Some of you were smart enough to know that this was ridiculous, but there were people that really believed this was going to happen. And uh, my car worked fine. And um, I, I just, I, I don't think I became disillusioned at that point. But do you agree there is a certain amount of fascination and almost obsession with the apocalypse. And I don't really know if this is just something that's been going around. It seems to be pervasive among a generation that's about 50 to 65 right now. That seems to be the generation that's most most fascinated with it that I've found that generation not not that generation over time has been they're really in a, the apocalypse. There were a lot of books that came out. It was like the Bible Code and and the Left Behind series. And there was a lot of, you know, the year 2000. Then it was the year 2012. But, you know, I, I could go on about this for a long time. I could go down the media stories um, for a long time. But the point I want to make is that what has happened... And why, this is the answer to the question, why aren't you taking this seriously? Why aren't people taking this seriously? Because, yeah, it is pretty serious. This, this virus is pretty serious. But the question is, why aren't people taking it seriously? And why didn't me personally, why didn't I take it seriously? Because I, I asked myself that question. You know, why didn't I take it seriously? I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's um the cable news on one of their little little tantrums and they're stirring everybody up and that's what they do they exaggerate everything they always tell you everybody's gonna die they always tell you basically get a shovel and dig your own grave it's over they always do that so why would i think that this time they are any different it's the boy that cried wolf and you know what i made this point i wish i could find it on one of my old shows but i made this point I said, I said, one day, there's going to be real danger, and nobody's going to believe it, because the news media has lost all their credibility with making every little raindrop that falls from the sky to be the apocalypse. They're so apocalyptic, everything, even with their little death counters that they've got now. And they're, they, I, remember, I remember during the Iraq war, they were almost giddy to report how many people had died that day. It's, they're, they're sick. But anyway, the, okay, my point is, because I, I could go, you can tell I'm passionate about, I could go on about that for a while. And there's some people in the media that are good people. I'm sure there's a lot of them that really think they're doing good by everybody and it's mainly the national cable news media that's that's really where the where the bulk of the problem is but um over time the trust and faith in our once greatly trusted institutions has gone down the church and organized religion, this is the Gallup poll. The church and organized religion in 1973, 
7% of people trusted them very little, and 65% of people trusted them a great deal or quite a lot. In 2019, 25% trust organized religion very little, and only 36% a great deal, quite a lot. It's taken a big hit from 65% to 36% that trust the church. Churches closing, churches talking about this, churches talking about that. And, you know, I, I realized because what the Bible says in Romans 14 is, Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. So I realized when I read that, it's wrong to say this church is wrong for staying open. And it's wrong to say this church is wrong for not staying open. Don't judge somebody else's servant. Um, the Supreme Court. In 1973, 12% trusted them very little and 45% trust them a great deal, quite a lot. That 45% is now down to 38% with 20% trusting the Supreme Court very little. Congress. In 1973, 11% of people trusted them very little and 42% of people trusted Congress a great deal, quite a lot. Today, or in 2019, 48% trust Congress very little, and 11% trust them great deal, quite a lot. This is huge. This is huge. Tr organized labor, we'll skip that. Big business, about the same. In 73, 20% trusted them great deal, quite a lot. 26% very little. Other way around, 26%, great deal, quite a lot, 20%, very little. Today, 32%, very little, 23%, a great deal, quite a lot. That hasn't changed that much. The public schools, in 1973, 58% of people trusted them a great deal, quite a lot. 9% trusted them very little. Today, the public school system, only 29% trust them a great deal, quite a lot, with 27% trusting them very little. The newspapers, in 1973, 39% trusted the newspapers a great deal, quite a lot. 14% trusting the newspapers very little. Today, 34% of people trust the newspapers very little, and 23% trust them a great deal, quite a lot. The military, they're the only ones that have done good. In 75 58% trusted them a great deal, quite a lot, with 11% trusting them very little. Today, it's up to 73% trusting the military a great deal, quite a lot, and 8% very little. The military is up. We trust the military more. The presidency, in 75, 52% trusted the president a great deal, quite a lot, or just the presidency, not really the president at the time, but the presidency. Of course, who the president was would affect this, but it's a gradual decline. You see it. It's a gradual decline. 14% trust in them very little. Today, in, 2009, or in 2019, 38% very little trust in the presidency and 38% a great deal, quite a lot. The medical system. In 1975, 80% of people trusted the medical system. 
a great deal, quite a lot, and four um, percent, very little. Today, only thirty-six percent trust the medical system, a great deal, quite a lot, and twenty-four percent trust them, very little. Banks. <laughs> Banks. In 1979, 60% of people trusted them a great deal. 9% very little. Today, 30% trust banks a great deal. 25% very little. Television news. Oh, yes. My favorite. Dun-dun! In 1993, I don't know why this... Oh, well, television news. No one goes back that far. Well... Cable news, anyway. But uh, 93, 46% of people trusted the television news a lot. 16% very little. Today, only 18% trust the television news quite a lot. And 45% trust them very little. Well, that means people are smart. I'm going to insert my opinion there on that. The police, the police officers that are telling us to stay in our houses today. In 93, 52% trusted the police a lot, and only 11% trusted them very little. Today, oh, today, 53% a great deal, quite a lot, and 16% very little. Not much of a change there. People still trust the cops. Um, criminal justice system. Now, that only goes back to 93. And then we go to small business. News on the internet. Mm, oh my goodness, just from 1999, news on the internet, trusted a great deal of 21% in 99, but 19% of no opinion, 22% very little today, or in 2017, 42% trust them very little and 16% trust them a great deal, quite a lot. Do you see the erosion of trust that has happened? And sure, there are people that just have a libertarian slant. I get it. Hey, you want to tell me to do this? You want to tell me to stay in my home? And it's blatantly unconstitutional, by the way. I mean, just to add that. That's why when you read these stay-at-home orders, they're actually stay-at-home suggestions. Because the federal government, the state government, city government actually cannot constitutionally, and they know it, uh, tell you to stay in your home. They can't. They can suggest it. They can strongly urge it. But... They, there's some kind of trespassing thing, they loophole they can use to give you a fine that, that they're doing some places. But really, they can't. There was actually one city uh, here in Florida where the, the county commissioner said, wait a minute. I posted this. He said, wait a minute. We can't tell people to stay in their homes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Is that so? You want to get with the program there, buddy? Um, I'm guessing he's going to reverse his thing within like a day or two. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody was actually reading their constitution. Wow. All that all dusty document that. Oh, oh boy. But uh um you know it sucks that people are dying. And you know when it when I actually realized that no, this this virus there's something to it was uh, somebody close to me who works in the medical field was showing me reality that had nothing to do with the news. Um, do I think the world is over? Do I think you should start digging your own graves? I mean, look, the, even Drudge Report. I got to say, my beloved Drudge Report, I can't read it anymore. I mean, they literally had a headline on there, New Yorkers digging mass graves. And they were making it sound like 
it's, it's the apocalypse, you know. And I clicked on it. These prisoners dig graves anyway. It's part of what they do for their prison work. So Drudge is getting way more sensationalized these days. It's sensationalism. And um, you want to talk about helping the public and really being a any kind of help and not and, and putting the public's interest over your ad revenues. And my mom, she makes a good point that Walter Cronkite back was the tr- most trusted man in America. It, I mean, I wasn't around for him, but this was back in like the 50s and 60s. Walter Cronkite was on the air and like everybody trusted him. Because he gave you, this is the story, and he presented it. It it wasn't sensationalized for the most part. Today, it's just this cycle. And if you watch the cable television news, you see it. It's this cycle of, we got to keep you in. We got to suck you in. And the way to suck people in, they found, is to make them think that if they don't stick with that station through the next commercial break, that certain death is likely to follow. So it's clever. It's it's a very it's a it's a devious clever strategy, but I noticed I noticed that a game was being played with me and I didn't like it. I noticed that there was a game that was being played with watching television news over and over again. Their graphics, their even the women that they had on there. Oh, they were very, you know, I noticed that Fox News, every like, you know, the the guys would always stay the same, but every like six or seven years, they would trade in the woman for a newer, younger model. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden that blonde would be gone and then there would be a younger, newer blonde and sitting in there. And it was like, and I, I just saw this and then I started reading a little bit about it and see, and and what what really goes on there and uh i started realizing that, that there's a game being played and then i read um rules for radicals by Saul Linsky and i read um how to lie with graphics this is a great book it was written in the 50s how to lie with graphics and it is it's exactly what they do it's how they manipulate and they don't really lie. You can't say that the graphics are lying, but there's ways to make them look that leaves out certain little pieces of information and stuff like that that makes it really look like and tell the story that they want to tell. It's almost like how you can make the Bible say the way you want it to say, by you know, the way you can pick out certain verses that, that support your story and make it sound that way. Well, that's kind of how the, the news media lies with their graphics. If you want to read it, it's a great book. It's a it's a little book too. It's not long, and it just it just shows you like how how you end up how you lie with graphics, but uh, really we're seeing the result. If you're wondering why people aren't taking this seriously, and you know calling people names, saying they're being selfish, putting them down, that just that's not going to ever change anybody's opinion. Um, so why do that? Because I don't think that people are, that are going about their lives. I don't even think the pastors that are still having church. I don't think that any of these people are selfish. I think they have their own reasons for doing what they're doing. But the reason why I believe most people didn't take this seriously at all is boy who cried wolf. It's like, here they go again. 
here the media goes again with another thing. Uh, I, you know, it's it's another anthrax. It's another royal wedding. It's another scandal. It's another H1N1. It's another swine flu. It's another. I think they really, really lost all their credibility with Ebola virus when they did that. They lost me there because it was like prepare for death, and then it didn't happen, and it. it I was like, the next time I see the media freak out about some virus, I'm not going to listen to them. I said that. I made that statement. I said, the next time these clowns start carrying on about some virus, they're not going to hoodwink me again. They're not going to get me sucked in. Life's too short to be panicked about a virus all the time. They're not going to fool me again. I, I made that statement. And that's why when this came out, I didn't believe them. And then politicians, the credibility that they have. They're constantly logging, um, blowing things out of proportion to try to take down their opponents. So next time the news media is carrying on about some virus and the politicians are carrying on about something, it's like, I'm just not, I'm not going to listen to them. That's me. And I think, I mean, my suspicion is, is that a lot of other people had that same feeling. And that is why you did not have people running for cover and preparing for this virus um, when we were first warned about it. This is Chris Nelson. Thanks for listening.